Grace Domicilium International presents the word of his grace with Apostle Jacobs. Christian can make it to overcome this world. You can be born again, but to overcome this world is something different. And no believer can overcome this world without the power of the gospel. You can't. If you are far from the word of God, it will become almost impossible to overcome this world. The key to overcome the world is to have the word of his grace in your spirit, which will build you and expose you to your inheritance in him. Because there is an inheritance. God is my heritage. Now, receive the word of his grace. Okay, today, quickly, we want to talk on gates and garments. Gates and garments. Gates and garments work hand in hand. There are certain gates that you can only operate in by certain garments. There are special garments that are route for special gates or to minister in certain gates. So that there are some gates... You cannot minister there without its functioning garment. You won't get results. Then there are certain gates with certain garments. You cannot minister there. Praise God. All right. Let's look at something in Genesis 35, verse number 2. Genesis 35, verse 2. Mm -hmm. Then Jacob said unto his household. This is what Jacob said to his household. And to all that were with him. And to all that were with him, put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean and change your garments. Do what? Put away all the strange gods. Mm-hmm. Please. Put away all the strange gods that are with you uh-huh. and be clean. And be clean. And change your garments. And change your garments. Put away the gods and change your garments. As you put away your garments, as you deal with your with your God, you also have to deal with the garments. Why did Jacob say, say that? Why did he say that to them? It is because they were wearing specific garments with which and by which they ministered to their idols or to their, their gods. Are you getting me at all? To their idols, which was a gate or which is a gate to their gods. Are you understanding me? So, in order to deal totally with the gates, you have to deal with the garments. Amen. So, what Jacob was saying, please, let, let's read that scripture again. Let's go. Genesis 35, two, verse 2. Then Jacob said unto his household, uh-huh. and, to all that, and to all that were with him, uh-huh. put away the strange gods that, that are among you and be clean. So, there are certain garments with which you contact and minister in certain gates. Every gate comes with its garments. And you must know. So you that wants to minister at a gate, you have to understand these spiritual technicalities. When you go to a vicinity, and then you sense there is a gate there, a demonic gate, before you handle that gate, you must understand the right garment that you would need as a believer you must understand the right garment and you must be in that garment in order to operate and to pull down that gate, destroy its effectiveness. 
you cannot wear their garments and destroy their gates. Are you getting me at all? You would need a proper garment with which you can handle the gates. Please, listen attentively. Praise God. Then you cannot just go for it like that. Then I'm going to handle the gates just like that. No. That's the reason why a lot of people, after praying certain prayers and praying against certain things, they come back, they come back destroyed, frustrated. It's as if there's no resource. They did not understand the technicalities involved. That is why it happened like that. Praise the name of the living God. So when you, when you are going to a new place, let's say you hire apartment at a new place, you are hiring a new apartment in the whole place, and then you sense there is a gate, and it's not a gate of God. It's not a good gate. It's not goodly in nature. It's working against the people. First of all, you must handle the gates. And people of God, trust me, don't go and also settle in a demonic gate where there is a demonic gate. Don't just go and settle there without the knowledge of it. So when you go to a place, that is why, you see, you always must be in prayer so that your spirit becomes sharp. Are you getting me at all? Then you can pick on these matters. Amen. You can pick on these matters. Before, let's say, some unbelievers, before they establish their business at certain places, they'll go and call their chief priestess or priest. The person will come there and come and do some things, you know, plant certain things and raise a gate. They, they give attention to these things. But believers don't give attention to this. We think that when we talk about matters like this, we are talking or we are going to the extreme. But to me, gates are not extreme matters. It is not extreme. To me, it's a common knowledge you have to understand. Because until you understand the working powers of gates, there are certain dimensions you can never see. Praise God. Let's say you are starting a cell meeting, whatever. Sometimes you can sense in the spirit, locate where the gate of God is. Are you getting me at all? Because all along, before Jacob got to that place, the gate was already there. Huh? He said, ah, God was here and I didn't know. It means he was supposed to know. Huh? Or he could have known. Are you understanding me? Jacob could have known that there is a gate here. There's a gate of heaven here. Jacob could have known that this arena that I am, it's not just a bare place. This is the gate of... But he couldn't know. Why didn't he know? Because he didn't ask for it. He didn't search about it. Are you getting me at all? So, I think the believer must understand these things. You and your friends, you went somewhere. You are sitting at the place. You feel uncomfortable. In your spirit, you sense the place. There's a demonic gate there. And there are things going on. And then you say, oh, it doesn't matter. Maybe I just need more water or I need food. It's nothing. And then you are still sitting there. Why must you sit there? Immediately you get that check in your spirit, you must move. Move. Don't wait. Yes, I told you something. That doubt is very costly. There are a lot of people, they are in a difficult place in life. Not because God is not God. Not because they've doubted God. They are where they are struggling 24-7 because they doubt God. They read the Bible, but they doubt the word. They pray. Even once they're praying, they doubt. They don't believe God. They don't believe God. And doubt is too expensive. Why should you wait? Doubt until you are in a sick bed. Then you want to believe. Why? Why should you doubt till all your finances is gone and your health is deteriorating? And everything is going down. Then you now want to believe God and start praying. Why? Why? Why must that happen? 
Why should you wait till everything is destroyed before you now start begin? You, you, you now start to believe in the power of prayer. There are certain situations people could have prayed or obeyed practically, engaged in the godly principles, and could have changed that turn around. They could have changed that turning. They could have turned it around for their good. But doubt keeps them and has kept them where they are. God cannot be blamed. God can never be blamed. It's impossible. God can never. The Bible says by two immutable things. It is what? Impossible for God. Hmm? By two, God cannot deny himself. So whatever challenge or difficulty. It is either you are not believing God well. Or you have not done. What you are supposed to do. It is not up to God. The Bible says forever, O Lord. Thy word is settled. Amen. It is settled. It's not a matter of try. Some people do. They, they bargain with God. You are bargaining. Your destiny. Your life. And you are bargaining with it. Try and Some of you, you, you. They do try. Try and see. Praise God. Why wait till everything is destroyed. Before you start fasting. Why you wait till everything is destroyed before you start reading your word? Why do you have to wait until things become difficult? Then you start to pray. If I were you, I would pray. In all times and in all seasons. And change any pattern, any demonic pattern that is going on in the household to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Praise God. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? Praise God. You have to understand. Let's look at something in Ezekiel. Ezekiel 44, verse number 15 going. Ezekiel 44, 15. Mm-hmm. But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, that kept the charge of my sanctuary, when the children of Israel went astray from me, they shall come near to me to minister unto me, and they shall stand before me to offer unto me the fat and the blood, saith the Lord God. They shall enter into my sanctuary and they shall come near to my table to minister unto me and they shall keep my charge. And it shall come to pass that when they enter in at the gates of the inner court that they should be clothed with linen garments and no will shall come upon them whilst they minister in the gates of the inner court and within they shall have linen bonnets upon their heads and shall have linen breeches upon their loins. They shall not get themselves with any other thing that causes sweat. Hmm. And when they go forth in, into the outer court, even into the outer court to the people, they shall put off their garments wherein they ministered and lay them in the holy chambers and they shall put on other garments and they shall not sanctify the people with their garments. It's God. Yes, I told you something. God. God doesn't move on emotions. He moves by knowledge. The strength of God is found in two places. The Bible says in the book of Jesus, God is mighty. And there are two places where you can see the mightiness of God. One, in his wisdom. Two, in his strength. So the almightiness of God it is not seen because, or it is not there because he is sitting on a big chair. No, it is in the display of wisdom and the display 
in strength. If in strength, then in knowledge. Because a man of knowledge increases strength. God is all-knowing, meaning he has strength. Are you understanding me? I just showed you where the mightiness of God is hidden. That people joke with wisdom and joke with knowledge. I just shown you, I gave you a key. I hope you, 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 you understand what I've just said. To some, it's a common thing. But to others, it's very gracious. And it will bring them very high in the spirit. Amen. He says that when they come in to minister at the altar gate in the inner court, they must be on their garment. Verse number 15, go. Please take me there. But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, which are the sons of righteousness. The sons of Zadok, which are the sons of righteousness. Zadok there means righteousness. So the sons of righteousness that keep the child of my sanctuary. When the children of Israel went astray from me, they shall come near to me to minister unto me. And they shall stand before me to offer unto me the fat and the blood, said the Lord. Go. They shall enter into my sanctuary and they shall come near to my table to minister unto me and they shall keep my charge. Go to the next verse. And it shall come to pass that when they enter in at the gates of the inner court, they shall be clothed with garments. So you cannot just go to the gates because you have a mouth, because you have a problem. Some people just go to gates to minister looking for help. Only because they have a problem, they just go. So they come back empty. He said, you must be on your garments. And he said, no wool shall come upon them. The wool there, sorry, in Hebrew means shaggy. S-H-A-G-G-Y. Shaggy. It means to be confused. To be in an unclear state of mind. To be in an unclear state of heart. And you have to understand that in the New Testament, putting on the garment, it's in consciousness. Are you getting me at all? You put on a thing by being conscious of it. You put on a thing by being what? Conscious of it. So he says, before they go to my gate, they come to my gates and minister at my gates. They should put on their garments and there should be no wool. Say no wool. In other words, they should not come with an unclear heart, unclear mind. They should not come in a confused state of mind. Not knowing who they are. Not knowing where they are. Not knowing their garments. Don't be confused. So if there is any demonic gate at all, and then you are going to minister, or you are ministering against that gate, against some of the forces of darkness, and you are without this garment, which is your garments of righteousness. But rather, you have on wool. Either you have wool on or you have your right garments on. So if you go with wool, what will happen? The demons will beat you. When the sons of Skiva, when they saw the demons and wanted to cast them out, they had on wool. They were unclear as to how the apostles were doing what they were doing. So in that unclear state, that unstable state, the demons, the Bible said the demons jumped over them and told them, Paul, we know. How do we know? We know by garments. Because there is one common garment that Paul and Jesus says. 
there is one common garment that we share with jesus what garment is that garments of righteousness the same righteousness that is on jesus is what is what imputed on us so there is one common garment which which the believer and jesus says so the demon says we know only of one garment and it's the garment of righteousness so by that garment we know paul by that garment we know jesus but what of you what garment do you have on he saw that they were without the garment they leaped on them and beat them mercilessly don't attempt any gate with your long prayers be in the right garments your strength should come from the garments are you getting me at all your strength should come from the garments david said unto goliath today i will kill you i will take off your head i will save your head you you are a dog to me he said goliath i come against you in the name of the the moment the guy said that it meant in the spirit realm he had put on the power of god so he was no longer going by his either size or skill or anything he went in the full power of god listen the littleness of satan will be clear when you know the garments and you put on the right garments and you begin to fight some make battles with only your anger it's wrong some of you you make battles out of only pain it's wrong you deal with challenges and deal with gates only in sorrow it is wrong the first and the utmost and the best way to do is to put on or be conscious of the garment wherein you you are operating that garment is the beginning of strength the devil is not afraid of number he is not afraid of gender demons which is satanic activities and satanic works they are not afraid of demon they are not afraid of number they are not afraid of gender they are not afraid of title but they are afraid of the power of god they are afraid of the presence of the holy ghost they are afraid of the authority of god they are afraid of any short boy or woman who knows who he is and by that knowledge has put on the right garments and operates with the right garments and not with wool so if you are you think you think that devils will go because you are frowned you are a loser if you think they will give up because you are very hurt and angry only angry you are a loser come on shout jesus is lord come on say we're passing jesus is lord don't go confused don't put on any wool don't put on your natural strength it's wool don't put it on rather put on the right garments can you imagine you you have not settled you have not settled as to who you there are even people who are battling with whether they will go to heaven or not and then you want to be praying against demons don't hallelujah praise god look at numbers 20 book of numbers chapter 20 verse number 27 and 28 and moses did as the lord commanded mm-hmm. and they went up into mount hall mm-hmm. in the sight of all the congregation mm-hmm. and moses stripped aaron off his garments and moses stripped off aaron he stripped off Aaron's garment uh-huh. and put them upon Eliezer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Aaron died 
there in the top of the mount, and Moses and Eliezer came down from the mount. Well, what happened? Aaron died. When Moses took off the garments, he took it off from Aaron. God wanted to take the life of Aaron. Aaron was supposed to die. And God never says, you use, um, how do you call it, um, um, knife or poison or anything. No. God said there's a, a way. There is something that produces a kind of life to him. There's something that is making him alive and keeping him alive. There's something that consecrates him and separates him. And there's something that, that separates him from the power of death. There is something stronger than death itself that he has put on. When you take off that thing, then he can go. Until he, that thing is taken off. No demon will take him. No disease can take him. No judgment from the regions of darkness can take him. No arrow can take his life. No man born of a woman can take his life. The only means by which his life will be taken is to take off his garments. And the Bible says, immediately he took the garments off and come on. And Aaron died there in the top of the mount. So you have to understand that there is power in the garments as you are dealing with gates. Any gates you have seen. Because yesterday we established the fact that gates are or gates frame the course of life. So if you have seen a particular gate working in your family, before you go and minister against that gate, denounce your name from the power of that gate, you have to be in the right garment. Do you know that so long as Aaron had that garment on, he was protected? So in the garment is your protection. All the witches, the devils, all they are afraid of the righteousness of God. They are afraid of the righteous man. Praise God. And death cannot take control over you. For the Bible says, what is the sting of death? Sin. And what is the sting of sin? The law. So Christ Jesus, when he dealt with sin, he actually dealt with the sting of death. Are you getting me at all? Are you getting me at all? So that all those who for all their lives are kept or are bound in the fear of death are supposed to be free. You're not supposed to be bound. You are to be free. Let's go to Exodus 28, verse number 3, quickly. And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted. You shall speak unto all that are wise-hearted. Whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. Those are filled with the spirit of wisdom. They may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him. They may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him. So what does the garment do? For consecration. So you are not consecrated with any um, thing, but you are consecrated in your garments. The same way in the demonic world, when it is time for all their affairs and their um, festivals and all that. In every festival, there is renewal of covenants. Aquesi, there is a renewal of covenants. Praise God. And they put on special garments. Do you see them put on suit and tie? They are special garments that connect with what they are dealing with. It gives them access into the spirit realm. It grants them access. They're able to do whatever they want to do via gaze and garments. Praise God. Simply put, confusion is faithlessness. Are you ready to pray? Isaiah 59, verse number 6. Let's read from verse 5 coming. They hatch cockatrice eggs and weave the spider's web. They hatch cockatrice
cockatrice eggs, snake eggs, and weave the spider's web. He that eateth of their eggs diet, and that which is crushed breaketh out into a viper. In other words, when the egg crashes, it breaks into snakes. There are times you find snakes and find certain creatures at certain places, and you don't know why they should be there. They worked it out in the spirit, it has appeared physically. One time I was living at a place and I heard some screamings upstairs. It was the landlady. I went to, we all went to her room. She was screaming, snake, snake, snake. We went and indeed, there was snake in the apartment. Not even the bedroom. There was a bedroom. Bef- you, you, you got to the bedroom before you went to the poop area. And the animal had access to that area. Not a small snake at all. How do you explain things like this? If there are two staircases, there are two rooms before you go to a room. But that thing, let's move on. Verse 6. Their webs, please read on. Their webs shall not become. Their webs shall not become what? Garments. It means their webs. They use webs as garments. Cabweb. That's what I'm talking about. Did you see that in verse 5? It says that they do what? They weave it. Huh? They weave it. Did you see that in verse 5? They weave it. Then in verse 6, he says, Now their webs shall not, they weave their webs to be what? To be garments. Garments of disappointment, garments of sadness, garments of sorrow, garments of fear, deep denial, garments of torment, all kinds of demonic things. Satan doesn't have right over you. As many as believed on him. He gave them the right to become the sons of God. You, you are a son of God and a daughter of God. Are you getting me at all? And whatsoever is born of God overcometh this world. When you read from the original Greek in the interlinear, it says whatsoever is born of God is overcoming. It's a present day action. Something you keep doing all the time. It is not overcome as in it happens once. No. It is something for the rest of your life. You'll be doing by faith. And he says, and this is the victory that is overcoming. If you read from the original one, whatsoever is born of God is overcoming this world. It is not overcome as in just once. That's all. No. It is something you do every day. You overcome the world every day because you are born of God. And by what means do you overcome? You overcome by your faith. Not you overcame. No. You overcome. Something you keep doing all the time. Present continuous, right? You overcome all the time. So on Monday you are overcoming. You go to your workplace, they say something bad to you. No, you are overcoming by faith. You overcome that one too. Then later at lunch, someone picks your lunch and also speaks certain way about you. Trying to make you look bad. Somebody wants to stab you at the back. That also you will overcome. Are you getting me at all? I see the power of God. Lifting a daughter and a son of God up now in this thy might you shall overcome their webs you shall overcome their garments in the mighty name of the lord jesus in a garment of hardship in a garment of prison in a garment of disappointment in a garment of sadness and of poverty today in this thy might in this thy might of thy garment ah you shall overcome them in the name of jesus are you ready to pray are you sure you are ready? Whatever the enemy has thrown, you are going to listen. 
I'm sure by now, and I'm sure already, you, are, you have your garments on. Your garments of right. You are aware of that one. Let it be your greatest confidence, okay? Let it be your greatest confidence in life that you are saved of God. You are born of God. You are the righteousness of God. Are you getting me at all? You don't have it. No, you are. You don't have the righteousness. That's what some preachers say. It is not true. Bible says we are the righteousness of God. Are you getting me at all? Are you sure you're really getting me? So as you stand in this great confidence, any gate that forms the course of life that will try against you today you handle it apostle jacobs bringing grace to you